recording. That's what I'm talking about, baby. All right. Get this shit down. So we, <laughs> we got to move up to the big time where we can just, you know, hit a button. Yeah. Why don't, why don't we have that? Why can't you just push a button over there to, I to wish. start the camera? I know, I know, I know. All right, man. So uh, we're talking about vitamin A. Everybody, you know, has been waiting for us to talk about vitamin A. We kind of explained it in the uh, previous episode where we talked about the open window concept, stimulating your body a little bit. I said a few things that uh, may have been inaccurate, such as uh, three stages of tissue healing when um, there might be four. It depends on who you talk to, but you know, some people will say three stages where it starts with inflammation, and some people will say it starts with uh, bleeding and clotting, and uh, the clotting is what helps form a scab. So... Uh, that, that process, that's the, typically the first stage of tissue healing. So other than that, let's get to the point. Let's talk about vitamin A and how it, how it affects your immune system. What do you think? Yeah, well, um, we know, I know several things about vitamin A. Uh, obviously, it's good for the eyes. We and see and you know, get from carrots that uh, the beta carotene uh, decreases infection, it, it has a positive impact on the immune system, um, but but how how does it how does it do all of these things? How is it helpful on multiple fronts? As far as the immune system is concerned, is there anything in particular that you? Uh... I'm just messing with the volume. Okay, anything in particular that you're talking about as far as the immune system is concerned? How it affects the immune system and in what regard? Well, how it affects the immune system um, in, in fighting infections um, okay. and or preventing infections or, or getting sick or, or... Okay, so we can talk about infection. The first thing I want to do is uh, let's talk a little bit. We'll expand on it. Vitamin A is a complicated compound. It's not just one compound that we find in nature. It's multiple. There's retinol with an A. There's a retinol with an O. There's a retinoic acid. There's also over hundreds and hundreds of carotenoids out there. Beta carotene, you probably remember the story about beta carotene. But there's hundreds of different carotenes, and they're regarded as precursors to hormones, precursors to the immune system and other cells. And they're also regarded as uh, antioxidants, uh, especially beta carotene. Had a lot of attention for that. So... When we talk about vitamin A uh, affecting the immune system, we also need to talk about the fact that uh, vitamin A doesn't do it alone. It, it can't. There's, it's too complex. And when you're dealing with the immune system, you're also dealing with a complex form of biochemistry, metabolic reactions, bio, biomechanical processes, or, or biometabolic um, conditions. And so when you talk about chemistry, biochemistry rather, you're talking about getting a list of ingredients together that, can, that you put together and they help each other and they, they work together to find a solution or to do something and have an action. So it's, it's, like, a, it's like a recipe. You, if you don't have one of those ingredients, then the recipe kind of falls apart or it doesn't really work. So vitamin A doesn't work by itself. It has to 
be uh, connected with other nutrients in your body, which we will eventually talk about, right? Yeah. So vitamin A uh, works with vitamin D, E, K, selenium, zinc, iron, and vitamin C and many other nutrients. Uh, But as uh, the purpose of today, we're going to talk about vitamin A and its uh, benefit towards the immune system. And when we talk about vitamin A, I think uh, we probably should talk about the fact that it's an antioxidant first, or, or do you want to talk about the infection first? Um, well, we could take the antioxidant and go from, from that to the infection. I think okay. that, that it may roll better. Roll, roll okay? Roll, tide, roll? Is that I where guess, you're going? I guess now. No, that's not where I was going, but we've got our crimson, crimson shade on, so, and they did just win the championship, so might as well. That's true. That's true. Maybe we can bring a little bit of that, uh, that, that tie, that crimson to Miami to the Dolphins. Well, oh, yeah, you're thinking about supporting Tua, but, yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, hopefully the Dolphins have turned it around and Flores is doing great, but neither here nor there. All right, so vitamin A. Uh, you mentioned earlier how, how it affects eyesight, and it certainly does. That's probably the most common thought of, like, um, reason for vitamin A or a reason for having sufficient beta carotene. And what happens is, Joe, uh, is when light hits your eye, it's highly energized in the form of photons. And those photons, uh, they hit a cell called a rod. And there's two types of cells in your eye for eyesight. There's cones and there's rods. And rods help you determine light, like how bright it is, where the light is versus the shade or the dark. And when that light hits that rod, it gives it a highly energized packet of energy in the form of, a, uh, of an electrical signal, if you will. So the rod hit, collects the light and then sends an electrical signal to your brain to tell your brain, hey, the light is over there or over there, or it's darker here, it's darker there, whatever. And therefore, it allows you to have peripheral vision and to see in the dark. Now, when that light hits your eye, it's highly energized. And that, that high amount of energy introduces what's typically known as, a, for layman's terms, a free radical. That free radical uh, is a, in the form of an electron. And that electron starts to wreak havoc. It can if it's not taken care of. So think of it as like a, a thief or a robber or a bandit, or somebody that's mugging you, taking money from you, and in the process, they beat you down. And that's what the free radical does. It floats around and destroys the cells, uh, in particular the cellular membranes, and then it destroys the integrity of that tissue, um, and that tissue has to be replaced or repaired. And you don't want to go through that process. So to uh, prevent that, your body uses beta-carotene and other forms of... Uh, vitamin A to basically absorb that energy so it takes a hit. Think of it as a a shield, if you will. The rod uses beta-carotene as a shield to absorb that energy and then that energy is released in the form of heat. And therefore, beta-carotene has been sacrificed but the cell has not. And the cell can continue the function and talk to the brain and tell the brain what you're seeing. Thank goodness. <laughs> right. That's, right. A, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of stuff going on in the eyeball. That, it, that's right. And, and the world's a beautiful place, so if you can't see it, uh, I'm sorry. But that's one of the modes of uh, utilization for vitamin A and protecting your eyesight. And that's a, a immunological response if you, if you want to go that far. And as far as, uh, let's see here, 
So that free radical is oftentimes called a singlet molecular oxygen species. And the reason why uh, it's called an oxygen species is that it oxidizes the tissue. And, and we all know, like, what happens when you leave, uh, you know, you're, you just got like a, uh, a trailer here for your kayaks, yeah. right? And it's made out of metal, right? Right. The oxidation would, would lead to rusting, and then rusting, it's going to fall apart. Right. It, it kind of eats away. The rust eats right. away in that metal. So it's, your eyes are very similar. So oxidation can destroy the cells in your body. And so what you use vitamin A for, uh, you use it to basically uh, sacrifice itself to, so the rest of the body doesn't have to oxidize itself and fall apart. And this is usually referred to as photochemistry or photosensitivity protection. So, therefore, it protects the rods in your eyes and it prevents damage and it allows you to see things that um, otherwise you would uh, you fail to appreciate when you mm. look at in your environment. So now you got me thinking. Uh, I've been having trouble closing my right eye this week um, thanks to, to a little Bell's palsy. And uh, I noticed one of the things when I close that, my eyes, I try to squeeze them shut as tight as I can. I still get light into my right eye. It's not completely dark like the left. So with that much light coming in all the time, not being able to close it out, now you got, I'm, I'm fearing or wondering I, or hoping I've got enough beta carotene in there to sacrifice so I don't start oxidizing my rods. <laughs> um, I might have some carrots for dinner tonight. <laughs> just to, just um, to cover your bases? Just to make sure. <laughs> You're going to have like a sweet potato with car- a side of carrots. Now and- we're talking. I love sweet potatoes, oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, maybe maybe some fatty fish with that at the same time, huh? Mm, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not a bad way to go. Uh, okay, so we can move on. So that's one of the ways it, it acts as a, an antioxidant. What vitamin A also does, uh, which is very special, we talked about how it works with other nutrients. Well, it works with vitamin E to scavenge your body for those free radicals. Okay. Okay. And so, in a way, vitamin E is also an antioxidant. And so vitamin A and vitamin E team up together, and they patrol your system to make sure that free radicals aren't destroying the tissues throughout your body. Pretty cool. It prevents... uh, One of the most common forms of cell damage in the body is known as uh, metal lipid oxidation. And, And basically, you know, you're introduced to a lot of different metals throughout the day, like zinc and iron and copper you have all that and you know you're eating that kind of stuff and that stuff you know gets oxidized like we just talked about with your trailer and so vitamin a will also protect you from metal lipid oxidation and it does that by reducing the amount of peroxides and the circulation okay the other thing is that um let's see here i think that's pretty much it i think i think you you got a good understanding oh it also helps um well, I think that's it. I think that's all we got so far with that as far as an an, uh, being used as an antioxidant. So that's one function that vitamin A has as an antioxidant and two or three different, you know, activities that it, that it does okay. within within that realm of oxida- antioxidation. What else? What, what else you got for me? Um, well, I, I had written down here as well, just, I wanted to know or talk about the difference between, or first of all, how our body absorbs this vitamin. I know it's a fat soluble vitamin. Um, and, but, but what does that mean? How, how does that work versus a water soluble vitamin and other, and other, 
absorptions? Yeah, that's a good question. So vitamin A means that it's, you know, when I say fat soluble, what that means is that you have to have fat with it. It, it, it repelled, it lies within animal fat predominantly, but it's within fat cells and it doesn't travel well in water. It kind of, you know, repels it. So it's kind of like putting olive oil or oil in general in a glass mm. of water. Uh, they separate. So vitamin A would sit in that top layer and be hang out in that, that fat layer as opposed to that water layer. And that's, that's where it works. And so if you're not getting enough fat, healthy fat, then that's where you can start to have problems with vitamin A as far as that's concerned. Vitamin E is also a fat-soluble vitamin as well. So this is where you need to have a healthy amount of fat in order to have appropriate immune function. All okay. Right? Yeah. We're going to talk about healthy fats on another day. Well, yeah, and I think we can certainly say that this is one of those examples of why healthy fat, like healthy fat, we, we got to the point where we're saying no fat, low fat, uh, and that's an or get rid of animal fat because animal fat's bad or harmful or even carcinogenic, you know, meaning that it's related to cancer. But those studies are flawed. There's a lot of issues with epidemiology. And the argument that we can put here is that this is one part of animal fats. Predominantly, that's where you get it predominantly. You can get it from carotenoids, from, you know, your fruits and vegetables. But predominantly, it's from animal fats. And so if you're not getting enough animal fats... If you're not exposing yourself to that, then you're not getting the vitamin A. And if you're not getting the vitamin A, then you can suffer consequences as far as your health is concerned. In particular, uh, from the immune system, there's dire consequences that we'll talk about later. Okay. Well, so that kind of covered the, the eyes, the oxidation. What about uh, decreasing infections? Okay. So... When you're a baby sitting in your mom's, you know, stomach, you know, basically getting brewed, being made after, you know, your mom and dad, you know, got together. Do I need to tell you the birds and the bees? No. Uh, you got we, it? we had that conversation last week. Okay. My parents okay. and I, we sat down. So covered. Finally. Covered. Yes. It took a little while. Yeah. But you got it. You feel comfortable knowing that your mom and dad got together and made a couple of bad choices yeah. to make. Yeah. All right. All right. So when you're in the womb... And your mother is feeding. Hopefully she has enough nutrients to, you know, to basically provide you with nutrition. But not only provide you with nutrition, but also enough nutrients to provide you with certain factors, growth factors, cofactors, uh, certain antibodies. That way you can fight off infection or fight off sickness when you're born. And in a previous podcast, we talked about exercise. We talked about the use of exercise with uh, for immunity. And that... That particular compound that we were talking about was immunoglobulin, blah blah blah, immunoglobulin A, also known as IgA, and vitamin A is a precursor, and what that means is it it provides a building block for IgA construction. All right, if you don't have the building block, you can't make IgA. If you can't make IgA, then you don't have an antibody. In other words, you don't have a, a vaccination, if you will. And IgA is within the innate immune system. So basically meaning that that's what you're born with. So you want to have a bunch of, you know, IgA 
antibodies. So that way you're not, you don't get sick as quickly when you were first born. And that IgA is very special because you'll find it in the mucosal linings of your throat, your, even your mouth, your nose, your lungs, and in your uh, GI system. And with that vitamin A, it, it basically helps the, um, protect your microbiome. You remember that? You know, you know, yeah. it's a hot buzzword right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, in other words, when you breathe in, you're breathing in just not just air. You're breathing in other particles. You're breathing in foreign objects, maybe even some bacteria. This is why people have to wear masks right now because of COVID-19. So, when you breathe in, you're breathing in foreign particles that could invade your body and make you sick. If you eat something or you breathe in, you could get it through your throat. If you eat something uh, that's not that's undercooked, that's inf- that's infected, or, or has a strain of bacteria or vi- or virus or even protozoa or whatever it may be, uh, it will you know find its way through your digestive tract or through your nose or through your lungs or through your mouth, and it'll try to find its way into your body. And what your body does, as brilliant as it is, is it has this uh, it secretes mucus. And it has this mucus that, that lies outside that, that border. If you think about a border wall, it's like thick uh, uh, mucus that lies outside that border. And you have to go through that mucus in order to get it into your body. Well, IgA hangs out there. So if you don't have enough vitamin A, or if you're getting vitamin A, you're producing the IgA so the IgA can lie within the mucus and therefore act as an antibody to disarm foreign invaders that are trying to hurt you. Okay. Right? I think that was pretty cool. So we'll talk later uh, when we talk about T-cells because that also affects your mucosal lining. But to put it short, vitamin A is utilized to make sure that you're not going to get infected by acting as a precursor. And this research is, uh, you know, for the majority of this talk today, this research comes from Rosa Bono, Iyer, Villamore, Wang, um, Chris Amethyst, and Mora. And you can certainly look up those names and you can find some articles in the discussion of how vitamin A is impl- uh, implied in the immune system and what it does. Okay. Does that satisfy you or is there anything else? No, I think so. Uh, I, that, you know, seemed like, did that cover the extracellular matrix, the whole mucosal no. lining? No, not yet. Okay. Well, okay. So before we get there, let's talk about how it impacts your immune system a little bit further. Okay. Right? So beyond helping you with uh, as a precursor to make you know immunoglobulin A, uh, what it also does is it helps uh, cells, uh, particularly your immune cells. Now you have to remember there's there's different types of immune cells. You have the innate immune system, which is what you're born with. Okay. Okay. And then you have your adaptive immune system which is what you grow and you strengthen and you develop as you age throughout your life. Mm-hmm. Okay. When in the innate immune system, you particularly have granulocytes. Those granulocytes make up, uh, are made up of uh, four different types of cells. They're called basophils, eosinophils, neutrophils, and mast cells. And they, uh, what they do is they kind of secrete enzymes and they kind of chew away and eat 
at cells that are like foreign or maybe maybe damaged cells so that way they can't hurt you at all or invade you they kind of disarm them if you will and destroy them and the adaptive immune system you have your t cells and your your b cells and you also have your natural killer cells and well vitamin a what does it do it it enhances the genetic transcription so this is where we kind of talked about how how you live your life through physical activity and nutrition affects your genetic expression, your genetic well-being, as opposed to your genetic well-being affecting your ability to be physically active and to eat certain foods. They go back and forth. And if you get vitamin A, you affect your genetic expression and you affect how the genes make certain proteins that will eventually compromise or make up um, your immune cells. But it has to have zinc with it. It has to have zinc with it, and it also and and it also needs certain proteins to allow the zinc to basically construct that protein network. That it needs to. It's going to manipulate the DNA in in a fashion to where zinc is going to make a protein, which is going to assemble a cell or an antibody. That's pretty neat. Yeah, the shit goes pretty deep. Oh yeah, there's <laughs> more too. It will modulate its ability to divide. So in other words, you know, cells are trying to make babies all the time, and some of them make them faster than others. Your skin replicates the fastest. Your immune cells are a little bit slower, but your neurons don't, okay? So when you talk about the immune system, you want to be able to, you know, make a new immune cell if one has been damaged or hurt or mm-hmm. been kicked to the wayside so, or is just not working as well as it used to be. So vitamin A will help make new cells. But at the same time, it'll also suppress the growth of those cells so they don't go rogue and start to like develop a tumor or cancer. They, um, they help the, vitamin A helps differentiate the cells. So it helps those cells tell, you know, become one thing or another. This is really kind of cool. So we'll go back to the mucosal lining for a second. Vitamin A will take a T cell which is the most common cell. People are probably familiar with that when it comes to HIV. But the T cell is one of the, part of the adaptive immune system. And it'll tell that T cell to become a Treg cell. And what a Treg cell is, it's a regulatory T cell. So it's, a, it's the same thing, but it's a little different. And its job, what it's responsible for, is to recognize what danger and to respond. And it lies, most commonly, within the mucosal lining of your body. And the reason why that's important is if you eat a banana, your body's got to recognize whether that's a banana that's good for you or if that's something dangerous that's trying to hurt you. And the Treg cells are responsible for that. So they're the border agents that are working with the antibody IgA to prevent infection. Okay. All right. Right. The, uh, the other thing is that, let's see here, where am I here? So it regulates and it suppresses immune cell division. It controls the response of the immune system to what is good and what is bad. Um, It also lowers or decreases your chance for an autoimmune disease reaction. That's pretty important. You have a lot of people out there with autoimmune conditions, you know, like Crohn's and IBS. Yeah, you know, rheumatoid arthritis. And without enough vitamin A, it's hard for the immune system to know what to attack and what not to attack. And it might just go a little haywire there and start to attack itself, which oh, is not good at all. I see. Mm-hmm. 
It also helps with the activation of these lymphocytes, the immune system. So it turns it on. It heightens it, like we talked about with exercise. So it tells the, the immune system, hey, trouble's coming or something's wrong. we got to fight back. It will also trigger the innate immune system to put the adaptive immune system on high alert so it can fight. So in other words, it's like manning the, the, the watchtower, the innate immune system. Vitamin A comes along and helps the innate immune system tell the fighter pilots and the Navy to, that something is going to attack us and they need to be ready to attack back. Okay. Okay. And uh, let's see here. What else do we have? So I think that pretty much covers that. Uh, what it'll also do is it helps to encode uh, proteins. We talked about this a little bit with zinc. It helps with genetic expression. So if you're trying to make new muscle, a new cell, if you're trying to make new, you know, an antibody, what it does is it, it will help you make growth factors. And those are proteins that stimulate or um, inhibit growth. You know. You work out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So is it good to constantly grow? That's the goal. <laughs> That's the goal. Right, but your body's got to know when to stop growing. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, you know, so anyway, you have these growth factors that float around, and vitamin A helps them, like, stimulate them to help you grow. So if you want to develop more muscle okay. or if you want to develop your immune system, it can help it grow that way. Or it kind of shuts it down so it doesn't, again, go rogue and cause cancer. Right. It, um, it helps with uh, transcription factors, which also help with uh, uh, make proteins that control the rate of your, like, genetic expression, your transcription, making the proteins. So it controls the speed of which it's uh, working. It uh, helps make enzymes. Enzymes. So there, and those are substances that uh, facilitate a chemical reaction. Without the enzymes, you may fall flat because you don't have the rest of the recipe to do the work. It helps make binding proteins. And those are proteins that basically connect molecules together. Okay? You know, for like DNA and telomeres and stuff like that. And then now we get to your precious extracellular matrix. It's responsible for, you know, making and, and distributing the extracellular matrix. Which is what exactly? Okay. Right. Well, it's something that we, uh, and you can probably share this as well, we talk about this all the time in, in physical therapy. It's something that uh, we talk about, oh, we're going to do soft tissue mobilization or some manual therapy or we're going to do this exercise. Yeah, everybody loves massage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I know, came to therapy for massage. Right. Right. Well, that reminds me. I need to get my referral for uh, massage therapy for, huh. me, for you. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so um, what extracellular matrix is, it's pre present in all the tissues in your body, in between the, the tissues, within the tissues, and the uh, organs as well. And it, it binds, it connects everything together. It links everything together, so that way, if a cell or a tissue is pulled, it kind of pulls with it a little bit. It uh, initiates biochemical and biomechanical reactions, uh, and those are known as through uh, four different... Um, four different compounds of adhesion and migration and differentiation and proliferation. So it, it basically helps with um, your body making itself 
and then like moving itself and sticking to itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. And extracellular matrix, uh, it's a, it provides you with structure, but also support. So on a cellular level, it's not a 2D plane. It's a 3D plane. And these cells, which you could think of as just people, right, doing a certain job, some are there for, you know, protection, like the military. You could basically say the military is like the immune system. Some people are there as construction workers to make, you know, new tissue for muscle. All right. Some people are, some people are muscle, which does the work at hand. Uh, but nevertheless, they're linked together. And the extracellular matrix provides that link if you will, it um, and, and in doing so, it provides a, a 3D matrix. So it's 3D, which is kind of cool. And uh, it helps transport compounds through, not always nutrition, but it provides nutrition to the surrounding cells, but it helps things kind of go through it. So that way it can get to its destination. Okay. Outside of the circulation. That's the vitamin A. It works as a, like a little transporter. Well, not vitamin, not vitamin A by itself. Uh, vi- or not vitamin A doesn't do that. The extracellular matrix does that, but the vitamin A is responsible for building blocks to make that happen. Okay. So it helps that it helps create that, you know. And if you don't have that, then it's hard for you to move. You're going to be stiff and achy, and it's harder for you to like get up and do things. You know what I mean? I thought that was just old age. Getting older, it gets stiff, hard to move. Maybe for you, maybe you're getting old, <laughs> you know? Um, okay. Now, I kept saying how it suppresses cancer, okay? Yeah. And, and I, wanted, I want people to be careful. I know people care greatly about, you know, a cure for cancer, but vitamin A is very helpful in the fact that it, it helps prevent um, cancers from occurring and the fact that it it takes normal genes... And those normal genes are typically called proto-oncogens, okay? And if you think about an oncogen, an oncogen would be a cancer cell or a carcinogen. Okay. okay? So you have these normal genes in your body called proto-oncogens that provide signals for cell division, and they program cells for, uh, for death. So these genes, when they're altered or manipulated, can become an oncogen, a form of cancer, whether it's benign or malignant it depends on what happens there but the vitamin a helps those normal genes regulate itself to divide but also to kill itself if it starts to become more carcinogenic so it'll suppress it too that's one of the ways it prevents cancer from occurring what it also does is um let's see here my eyes are getting old joe Uh, okay need more carrots yeah, I need more carrots. That's right. Um, yeah, so by suppressing genetic expression, by suppressing uh, genetic mutation, vitamin A helps you know prevent cancer. Okay. Okay. Uh, we probably want to talk about fibroblast, right? How often do you talk about fibroblast? Yeah, that's an everyday conversation at work and Why? therapy. Why though? Uh, because we want the patients need to understand how and and why their tissue needs to change, how they need to strengthen their bodies, how they need to improve the stability of whatever body part or joint that we're trying to work on. 
Um, a lot of times they come in thinking that they need some sort of manual therapy. They need some sort of a fix that we're going to provide to them. And yes, while we can help reduce the pain that they're having with some of these modalities, the big, the big thing that needs to happen and occur is, is, is a change to the muscle tissue, a strengthening, a stabilizing, lengthening, increased mobility, increased stability of the joints. That doesn't happen without that fibroblast activity, without breaking down that muscle, allowing the the, sar- uh, the sarcogenesis to occur and rebuild that tissue to a bigger, stronger, longer muscle. So go through that with almost every patient that we talk about or talk to and work with. That's right. Now, vitamin A, you're talking about different. You're talking about in, um, working with a person to permit fibroblast proliferation so they can help with healing, right? Mm-hmm. What vitamin A does is it inhibits fibroblast differentiation. And the reason why that's important, well, well first of all, fibroblasts are uh, one component of extracellular matrix, all right? They help make up the extracellular matrix, but they also help make collagen. And that's what you're talking to. You're talking about tissue healing, collagen's involved, and you want to encourage fibroblast proliferation to help you know, develop more collagen so the person can heal in the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was well said. So vitamin A will help prevent it. It will provide structure to the tissue within the extracellular matrix. Um, It helps with wound healing. It helps with wound healing because it helps with the, uh, when you you first get, you know, get a cut or get a bruise or, um, and it can happen, underneath the skin or over the skin, but let's talk about a laceration. You get a laceration, you're going to bleed. When you bleed, the platelets will start to ex- excrete certain things, and they'll when they hit the air, they kind of dry. And we all know what dried blood looks like. It's kind of dark red, it's black, mm-hmm. maybe brown to a certain extent. And when it, when that happens, fibrinogen uh, will like kind of grow out and attach itself in a web-like fashion, like a spider web, all right? And what it does is it traps those platelets. It traps that those platelets from going anywhere, so that way it can form a scab. And in that way, that is a biological band-aid. And so it can prevent infection. It can prevent uh, foreign invaders. It can prevent further injury. And then you go on to the next stage of tissue healing, which would be the inflammatory cycle. The most... Uh, Common tissue in the body, by the way, it, uh, well, I'll get to that some other time. So by suppressing fibroblast differentiation, what it also does is that's where it contributes to suppressing carcinogenic activity or cancer. Okay. Another thing that needs to be stated, we talked about how it works with all these other nutrients. Vitamin A works with iron to prevent microcytic anemia. And how does it do that? Well, it, it works with iron. Uh, iron and vitamin A work together to help with absorption and prevent anemia. And anemia is basically reduced red blood cells that have an iron in the center of it. The iron is important because it binds oxygen, and, it, and that blood cell carries that oxygen to its destination, to a tissue, and that is used as a nutrient to make energy. If you don't have a lot of iron, then you typically have anema, anemia, and when you have that, you have less oxygen going to the tissues and you'll experience fatigue and malaise and it's very difficult to get things done. So vitamin A helps prevent that. And that's 
pretty much what I have. Uh, I don't know if there's any other questions that you have. We can maybe talk about deficiencies and toxicities and such. But yeah, these kind of sounded like you were starting to talk about that, or had just mentioned that uh, deficiency and not getting enough oxygen and to the destination. But what what else is there? Anything else that deficiencies? Any other way it will present itself or? What does it look like? Sure. Um, if you belong in a part of the world where you don't get that adequate nutrition or you're just not getting a lot of vitamin A, and remember vitamin A is predominantly found in animal fat, but if you're just not getting the carotenoids any other way or getting the vitamin A, you could have a suppressed immune system. Your immune system is not going to function as well. So what that means is it's going to increase your risk for infection. It's going to impair your immune system for not only like developing itself, but from from like functioning. So it's not going to be impactful and helping you overcome anything that you need to overcome. It will decrease your resistance to infections, uh, especially within the mucosal lining of your body. Remember what we talked about: your you know your mouth, your throat, your nose, your lungs, and your GI system. Those are all you know parts of the body where foreign invaders like to come into because they can find a way in. It, uh, it'll change the way those, the, the immune system functions, those lymphocytes that we talked about, the T cells and the B cells and the uh, natural killer cells. It'll change how they function, and it'll also change their structure. And in doing so, by changing the structure, they're, they're more vulnerable to cell death and, and less impactful to help you with, fight off any, uh, anything that's going to be harmful to you. It will increase your risk for cancer. It increases your chances for night blindness, as we talked about with the rods. If you don't have enough beta carotene to sacrifice to save the rods, the rods will basically, you know, get hit with that high packet of energy, those free radicals, and it'll be more difficult for you to see in your peripheral vision and see at night. And uh, in doing that, it, it will decrease your mortality. I mean, increase your mortality. It will decrease your ability to prevent death. So if you're deficient, you're more likely to, you know, unfortunately pass away. Okay. I guess really, really what I was, what I was thinking is uh, would we be able to see or would we be able to, to pick up or, or just detect if somebody comes in, you know, uh, any, any presentation of a person that we think, oh, you know what, they may be vitamin deficient or, or even like vitamin A, be more specifically Obviously, that's something that they you know, would turn around and have to get 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 lab worked on to see. I guess if they have the levels enough well, high, low. Yeah, but you'll be able to see somebody. They look frail. They get sick mm-hmm. more often. Uh, they'll you know they tend to cough a little bit. They'll have some. Uh, they will have some mucus production. They will um, be more lethargic. They uh, they you may notice that they have. Um, <sighs> you know, pale skin, they'll have trouble with their vision, they'll be able to tell you that, you know, I can't drive at night. So the vision seems like a pretty big thing, pretty yeah. common, pretty big. Some of the others sound sound common to other deficiencies like vitamin D. No, you're right. You'll But you'll see, remember, vitamin A works with vitamin right. D. And vitamin D and vitamin A come in the same form. Right. Vitamin A, you don't get it from the sunlight, but you certainly get it with other forms of nutrients uh, like vitamin D within fish. Okay. You know, so... If you're not getting those nutrient, you know, vitamin A, which is a vitamin A deficiency is pretty rare. You got to be, you got to okay. live in like a third world country okay, and have not have access to, to food. Uh, 
if you're not getting that food, you're most likely going to be deficient in several vitamins as opposed to just vitamin A. And you'll look malnourished. Okay. So what? So maybe some of our patients that are just trying to go vegan or vegetarian for the first time, are they potentially at any kind of risk uh, from trying to eliminate these animal products and animal fats? And then, you know, if they don't actually get a good start and set up on a vegetarian or vegan diet? Not so much in industrialized countries because okay. most likely they're taking, you know, vitamin supplements and vitamin A is one if, of the... If they've been properly directed or guided, right? perhaps. They're, yeah, yeah. They're taking supplements. If they to, did it all on their own and just said, I'm going to stop eating animals. Sure. But um, they're also getting the carotenoids. Okay. And, and remember, if you're getting some carotenoids, that does provide you some vitamin A. Uh, but... You know, if you're not getting those orange, you know, orange. Yeah, they don't like carrots. They don't like sweet potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're, raw, they're a raw vegan who doesn't eat orange, yellow, and red uh, plants, huh? Has, those people got to be out there. They, they might be. Uh, yeah, then they would be in trouble. But they would okay. be in trouble from for a whole list of other nutrient deficiencies. And, and it wouldn't be, again, just wouldn't be just vitamin A. There'd be a whole other right set of uh, trouble that they'd be in, you know. So, you know. Okay. Well, I, you know, what what about about too much or 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 what's a toxic toxicity vitamin A or vitamin A toxicity look like? Is there such a thing? Uh, yeah. Well, it's fat soluble. So, think about it from this perspective. Uh, you don't pee out poop. I mean. <laughs> God damn, I hope not. I take that back. Yeah, some people do actually. I meant to say you don't pee out fat. <laughs> Your piss is usually water based. Okay. <laughs> okay. Some people pee out poop, Joe. It's a it's a serious problem, okay? But yeah. uh that, if that's, that's not what you, I meant to say. Go to the doctor right now. Don't right. don't even call him. Just go. Just go to the emergency. Probably room. show him what's going on when you get there. Yeah. Don't even don't even worry about wiping the tip. Just get there. Just say, just a tip. That's not funny, okay. No, um, no so you, you, uh, you urinate, you know, water-based uh, uh, substrates. Okay. So vitamin A is not going to be leached out through your urine. It will most likely be leached out through your fecal matter. And if you're taking a lot of vitamin A, it's fat-soluble, so it's stored within the fat cells, also known as the lipocytes. And it's hard to get rid of fat, okay, for many different reasons, whether it's because you have altered metabolism or uh, because your fat cells are not migrating very well or not working metabolically, which we're going to talk about way down the road about um, why your fat cells need to do as much work as your muscles and somebody who's healthy. So it's easier to store these these compounds, and because it's easier, your risk of toxicity increases okay so so being deficient in vitamin a is rare okay uh toxicity is much more common that's what i was just gonna ask it sounds like it'd be more potential to see somebody that's got too much that's right you'll look like the simpsons oh Uh uh-huh okay or you may look like carrot tops hair okay so you've seen those people that are just yellow orange you know and that's because all they do is eat carrots or drink carrots. well i mean my first thought usually is, is like cirrhosis or something going on with uh with the liver it when could we see be. that yellow jaundice type it certainly could be but beta carotene uh, 
typically has like an orange pigment, a yellow orange pigment. So okay. if somebody's getting a lot of carotenes, which has been, that's happened in the past. It's happened with people who just, you know, gorge themselves on carrots and their skin color changes. So that's one thing that, that Why can wasn't happen. Bugs Bunny yellow or Simpsons color? Did you actually ever see him eat the carrot? Because when he was eating that carrot, there was a lot of carrot just dropping from his mouth <laughs> as he's talking. Yeah, I guess that's why you don't talk with your mouth full. That's, that's but, right. Okay. And he only had two, two, te- two teeth to chew that carrot. So I can't imagine that he was, you know, chewing it up that well. He, he's probably lucky he didn't choke to death. You know, but he was, you know, I love, that's my favorite cartoon character, by the way. He's a good one. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that one. You like him? Yeah, so did I. So if, you, if you're worried about toxicity, you'll also see anorexia. You can become pretty okay. anorexic. You'll um, have alopecia, hair loss. Kind of <sighs> weird, right? You'll have ataxia. Ataxia is something that we look for on a daily basis right. in the clinic. So you'll start to lose coordination with your walking. Your feet kind of landing all over, random patterns. Difficult to control your legs, difficult, yeah. difficult to control your feet, difficult to make a step. And so you tend to be off balance, you stagger, you you don't have coordinated movement very well, especially if you're trying to walk a straight line. Tell the cops that when they pull you over, I yeah. have vitamin hey, toxicity. I've been eating carrots all morning, or all night. It's, just, uh, it's, not the, it's not the booze. Right. It's, you know, too many carrots. That's right. I'll be all right. Just don't, <laughs> don't make me walk. I could drive. That's right. You'll, you'll get headaches and migraines from vitamin A toxicity. You'll develop bone and muscle pain. So a very generalized uh, pain deep down in the bone and the muscle. You'll develop conjunctivitis, which is not necessarily because of eye infection. It could just be inflammation of the eye. All right. And then you also develop ocular pain, eye pain. So if you're hurting in your eyeballs and your bones are hurting, you might be a little... You know, toxic on vitamin A. You need to calm down. And the other thing is that it's very serious for uh, fetal abnormalities. So if, if a pregnant mother, well, I guess a pregnant mother would be a mother, but a mother would not necessarily be pregnant. When does motherhood really begin? That's, that's the Oh, God, the we got to go down that road. <laughs> well, um, in the case of a pregnant mother, I don't want, yeah, pregnant mother. Pregnant woman? Pregnant woman, yeah, there we go. If if she exposes herself to too much vitamin A, you know, because she's worried about the IgA and she's worried about the immune system. Common that, thoughts among mothers or sure. pregnant women. Sure, IgA. exactly. Especially those it? horse pills that they take, you know. But if she's worried about that, then she can that can lead to fetal abnormalities, meaning there's disfigurations within the fetus. So you have to be cautious with how much uh, vitamin A you're taking during pregnancy. And that's pretty much it for that. Okay. Um, so right now, of course, the big, the big deal, the big topic is COVID-19. Um, what kind of impact does vitamin A have, um, on COVID-19? Does it help and how? That's a really good question. There's some ongoing literature being written right now and some studies being, uh, that are available as of, uh, as of now, actually, you know, 2020, I'm sure there'll be more in 2021. A lot of people have been focusing on vitamin D, but again, vitamin D and vitamin A come together in food. And they work together to help you with your immune system. And vitamin A has been shown, according to Lee 
and I'm going to butcher this name here, but it's uh, J.O. Wardenia, uh, or J.O. Wardin, uh, a couple of researchers who've published some information. Where are they from? <laughs> You're just, you know, I don't know. That's huh. a good question. They could be Martians. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but Red they, planet. It is. Well, that's where we're going. Musk is going to take us there. Yeah. We'll get there. Oh, we'll you know it's all, orange. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Lots of carrots. We'll have all the carrots we need, all the beta carotene and all the vitamin A. You were talking about Bugs Bunny, but remember the Martian? Yeah. From, you know, Looney Tunes? Yeah. Martin yeah. the Martian. Yeah, yeah. He was awesome. He was good. You think Flintstone and Bugs are living up there in Mars with them? Eating carrots? They must be. They have to. That's, that's, where, that's where cartoons go to retire. Yeah, exactly. Because how could Flintstone, like, run on his tippy toes when he bolts mm-hmm. if he doesn't have, you know, if he has Earth's gravity? That's impossible. He's not a dancer. Do you see how big that guy is? That's true. Yeah. He's got a lot of vitamin A. He must. I'm just saying. But anyway, no, I, uh, I digress. So what they found was that using vitamin A, it, it acts in a very similar capacity to everything that we talked about. It acts as an antiviral. It helps reduce inflammation. So it's anti-inflammatory. It helps modulate one's immune system response. So it, it controls the immune immune system and its response to COVID-19. And it decreases the risk for respiratory infection and inflammation, which is very important because a lot of people with COVID-19, they end up with pneumonia. Mm-hmm. And so in this particular study by Lee, I believe it was Lee, they found that it was, uh, it was very helpful in decreasing respiratory infections, such as pneumonia, and decreasing inflammation. It does this because of all the different pathways that we talked about by helping with the biological processes and the signaling pathways in the immune system. So I think there will be more to come. But in other words, vitamin D alone isn't going to help your immune system. It needs E, it needs K, it needs, it needs right. a good diet. Right. And those foods come together. So uh, vitamin A is probably very, very crucial for a healthy body, let alone helping you prevent or overcome COVID-19. Well, I'm sold. And that's something that, um, you know, I, I really, really, really like to push and, and, and try to help people understand that we need these. We need a good diet. We need to get our vitamins. We need to eat healthy and be healthy, live, life, live healthy lifestyles to reduce the chances of infection, improve our immune systems, and just cut down on, the, on, the, on all of our sickness and illnesses. So... Hopefully, this, this makes a little bit of sense and helps. Right. Um, well, let me... Okay, so let's go over this a little bit, too. If you're a man, you want to... You, you don't... Let's see here. What are the RDA values for men that are 14 years and older? It's about 900 micrograms, so it's not hard to get that. For women that are 14 years and older, you want about 700 micrograms. If you're a man or a woman that, that age or more... You definitely don't want more than 3,000. That's when you start to go into the uh, toxicity realm. Okay. If you are um, a pregnant woman, you will need about 700 to 800 micrograms. If you're lactating as a mother, you're going to need 1,200 to 1,400 micrograms of vitamin A. And again, you don't want to exceed that 3,000 microgram um, barrier. That's that upper tolerable limit. So that's when you start to see people have adverse uh, effects due to the toxicity. And for children, and this is a rough, you know, uh, range uh, from the ages of one month to 13 years old, you want about 400 to 600 micrograms of vitamin A. And you want to be cautious. You don't want to go any, anywhere 
higher than 600 uh, micrograms for children because, again, it can affect them from a toxicity perspective. So, you know, given all that, um, can you see how it impacts one's immune system? Can you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it certainly, along with the other vitamin D and other vitamins that, that we need, it definitely plays a big role in improving our immune system and, and battling the infections that we're coming across daily. So if, if um, you know, you're in clinic later this week, how are you going to summarize to a patient, you know, hey, vitamin A is important and it's going to help you with this. So how would you summarize that then based on what you know? Uh, well, I mean, to, to summarize or the overall, the, you know, what, what we're looking at here is it, it strengthens the immune system, the function. Um, it decreases our risk for cancer, decreases our risk for heart disease, decreases the risk for age-related visual degradation, uh, decreases infections of the GI and the respiratory system. And, you know, that's where a lot of people are placing emphasis, GI and respiratory. I mean, it's the respiratory is the first thing that the, the things really into our body outside of our skin, aside from our skin. Um, you know, and o- overall, it just it's going to decrease mortality and um, decrease autoimmune disease. Yeah. Uh, and then we can get into great detail about all of those things. Should well, the patient be so so inquire, but um, yeah. But I mean, you know, you want a happy, long, you want a long, happy life. Good long, quality. happy, healthy life, yeah. Right. Have some vitamin A. Stay healthy, right? Um, I feel like we should have had a couple of big carrots <laughs> to chomp on here. Probably maybe, maybe just at the end. Like, okay. But... I had I bought some. I was at the I was at the farmers market not too long ago, and they were selling. They called them Bugs Bunny carrots. They were they were big giant carrots. Well, well, listen, man, you keep talking about the carrots, but the carrots don't have vitamin D. It doesn't have vitamin E. It doesn't have zinc, and it doesn't have iron. So you go for that vitamin that 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 uh, that carrot. But I'm gonna go for like something else, some, something that has some animal fat. Okay. Well, where 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 can we get this? You know what um, what all, what are the foods? Where well, you're, it's up your alley because you're gonna love this. And I do want to I do want to make make a point that I prefer to try to get as many vitamins as I can from Whole Foods. Um, obviously, there's supplementation. I do take vitamins um, uh, per that my doctor has, has prescribed and wants me to do. But I also want to try to get and absorb as much as I can from the foods that I eat. So let's start with those. Well, and you have to remember, you know, everything that you put in your mouth that goes through your stomach and go through your intestines. And then if it's not being peed out or pooped out or heaven forbid, you know, if you're not peeing poop out, <laughs> what, what happens is those nutrients, they go right to your liver. And your liver has to metabolize them, has to package them up and store them and all that stuff. And so if you're supplementing a lot, mm-hmm. it can be hard on the liver, especially when you're talking about artificial nutrients, nutrients created in the lab. So it can be hard on the liver, and then it's got to go through your kidney because your kidney's got to filter everything out through the bloodstream, right? So you're talking about you know a lot more work on the liver, a lot more work on the kidney. So you got to be cautious with uh, supplements. The other problem with supplements is a lot of times they have things in there that that you don't know about or things that they say that they have, they don't have. Instead, they have lead. So, oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, remember, they're not regulated by the FDA. Okay. So you got to be cautious with, with supplements. And as you said, if you can get it from Whole Foods, 
naturally, you know, Mother Earth made whole foods, you're doing your body a good thing. All right. So, how, what foods are you talking about? You're talking about fresh water fish, mm-hmm. fatty fish. Fatty fish are very good for you. you said fresh water and, fish, like fresh fish from fresh water. Fresh water and fatty fish. Not saltwater fish. No, fatty fish from saltwater as well. Okay. But, but you want to make sure it's fatty fish as well. Okay. And name a couple of fish that are fatty fish that you that you are familiar with. Uh, salmon. Mm-hmm. Um, Is halibut a fatty fish? I, I don't know. Uh, I, okay. I don't know about halibut. I, I think, what about herring? Herring, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so they're usually more of your like northern, more, yeah. colder water fatty fish. So fatty fish. Uh, don't forget your shellfish. They also have some vitamin A. Mm. <laughs> You're thinking about some shrimp right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can shrimp. Tell. Yeah. Uh, any type of meats, but really the 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 big uh, the big uh, enchilada there would be organ meats. So your livers, your kidneys, your hearts. Oh, I've tried bladders. I've tried livers. <laughs> Didn't like them as a kid. <laughs> tried it as an adult. Still disgusting. That's just me. Well, liver pate. You like liver pate? Don't know what it is. Oh, come on. Liver well, pate? All right. Well, you just get it, you get it from, you know, eat your fatty fish. You know, it'd be fine. But organ okay. meats are high in vitamin A as well. Uh, you can get it from eggs. You can get it from eggs dairy. Eggs are good. Okay. Yep. All right. And then, of course, well, as we talked about, you know, your orange, your yellow, and your red fruits and vegetables. Your carrots, your potatoes, your sweet potatoes, rather. Uh, your bell peppers, you know, okay, things that have the carotenoids in them. Just bell peppers. How about the little sweet peppers? Yeah, red, yellow, orange. Not necessarily the green. You want to get the yellow, the orange. Right, the right, right. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they'll have some vitamin C as well with it, and some other nutrients that are beneficial that will work together. But if you're really talking about the best bang for your buck, you want to go for animal fat. Okay. So. That's basically it. I mean, I, I think we should go ahead and get some uh, anchovies and pineapple on a pizza mm. and uh, have, that, have that for dinner. Yeah, well, we were, we were planning a little pizza party for later, so, All right. okay, maybe, so maybe we'll get some, some anchovies. You know, I've never had anchovies. No? Yeah, I'm, i got to be honest, man. I'm a little weird about having that in the pizza. I'll try it, but I don't know, man. Maybe we could get them on the side. It's Maybe. Just, you know, they're looking at you, you know, from the side. <laughs> Those fucking eyeballs, you know, they're like, they're like, hey, you know, hey, I'm not yeah. quite there yet. Have you, have you seen them? Yeah. Have you seen the anchovies? I think so, yeah. Because I don't think I've ever seen eyeballs in the anchovies. Oh, no. I, I mean, um, I've never purposely opened a can to eat one because every time I, I think Well, about sardines. It, sardines. Okay. Yeah, you open a can of sardines, you've got the whole fish right there, eyeballs, you've got the spine and everything. You're crunching down the spine. It's pretty good. I like them. Um, my dad got me into them when I was younger and, and I don't, now he bought, he's always got them in the, in the, in the cupboard, but I don't always, um, I had it. Is it an acquired taste? It might be. Um, but they also sell them like flavored too, like lemon. And then there's a hot spicy one, which we ate both of those. Um, Mm -hmm. the, the, the ones like just, just the regular is probably not as good. Um, they're going to be very salty. Um, probably too salty. I mean, got, I'm sure they've got a ton of sodium in there. Well, yeah. I mean, I just never even. It's like eating kefalta fish for for fuck's sake. I, you know, looking at that 
goddamn thing in a mason jar <laughs> covered with oil and why it's like I don't if, know. I think the anchovies on pizza they're usually like strips, just little strips up. At right. least the ones that I've had. They've just been a little 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 strips over the pizza. It's You're not getting the spine, in the eyes. In other words. I don't think so. Or and if you do, it's already like, you know, been cut up. So it's I can, starting I can go for that then. I just don't want something staring at me as I go to Well, bite. yeah. And when I was eating that salmon the other day, I had a can of salmon. Um, yeah. that there was little spine pieces in there. I could feel, I could taste, and, and or crunch. It was crunching down like the anchovies when I've eaten canned anchovies. Now I know. You so, know why? Because uh, you showed me. I, yeah. The spine. Yeah. As you crunched on it. Uh huh. And uh, obviously, it's doing wonders for your teeth because you just fucking you know no can opener and you just busted that can yeah. open. Yeah, that was fun. Like a real man. Yep. You know. <laughs> never if you never open a can of the Swiss Army knife, you better figure that shit out. Yeah. Because <laughs> to be in a pinch like that. Probably made the food taste even better, though. All that hard work to cut in that can. You know, I was going to tell you, you were so deep in a conversation. Like, Joe Rogan always talks about how close he feels to his elk um, when he's eating his elk because he's hunted this animal, and then he killed the animal, then butchered the animal and eats it. When I got that, that salmon out of that can with a Swiss Army knife, never felt closer to a meal. That was that was something else. Like well, there okay. you go. It's the same experience as hunting an animal. Apparently, open up a can of salmon. Yeah, with with a Swiss Army knife, <laughs> with that little thing, which I I don't even know if I did it correctly. Yeah, I don't uh, even know if that was a can opener. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I could have YouTubed it probably, but I got it. Made it happen. Yeah, you figured it out. Made it work. All right, man. Well, uh, I guess this comes to the part of the podcast where we say, you know. If, if there's any monetization of this podcast, we're grateful. Uh, I have to open up a, a Patreon account eventually. Yeah, <laughs> but, I would open that pretty soon if we're going to be releasing this today. Yeah, that's true. But uh, if there's anybody that's willing to donate, 25% of our proceeds will be donated to Cystic Fibrosis, Mu- Muscular Dystrophy Association, and Spinal Muscular Atrophy. We are pretty passionate about those organizations. We're pretty passionate about those conditions, and we just want to help people. That's why we're in this business anyway. Anything to add with that? Uh, no, I think that, um, well, y- yeah, yeah, I do. I, I do want to say that, you know, the, the donations do help, and these organizations do help people. Um, you know, we've seen brand new drugs come out onto the market in the last couple of years for both SMA and for cystic fibrosis. And it's because of the donations and because of the, the foundations that are out there that are pushing and striving the research and development of these medications to help the people. So um, I know both of us have benefited from from these things, the, the, from these advancements of modern medicine that, um, that are, that are yeah. coming out. So, and those, and those advancements should be a little bit cheaper for people and more accessible. Yes. Which kind of pisses me off. Like no fucking, Oh, anyway, that's another talk for another time. But yeah. So what we want to do is offer some good. We want to donate some money and help these organizations help others who, you know, you know, for whatever it is, just for some people, that's all they have. That's uh, right. There's people out there. You know, you and I are very fortunate to 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 be where we are and to have the insurance that we have and everything. But there are people that don't have that, and they do rely on these foundations to help them, support them, to get the medications that they need to take care of themselves or or die. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, any type of monetization that goes into this podcast will keep the podcast alive and. Also, will be donated to those organizations for the benefit of those recipients that, that belong that unfortunately are struggling with those conditions. 
the next part of this pod, part of the podcast, the ending is, uh, you know, our usual thank you. I want to say uh, you've inspired us, and uh, if it wasn't for these said individuals, we probably wouldn't have started this podcast. So I want to give a shout-out to Joe Rogan, Sam Harris, Sean Carroll, and the beautiful British bastard Adam Meekins. They, uh, they, they are some, some of the smartest, most innovative, and uh, guys that get shit done. Let's just put it that way. And they just inspired us to start this, and to you know, do the best we can in providing information to anybody out there that's willing to learn and, and, and want to get better. That's right. Thank you, guys. Thanks. All right. We're done. That's it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see you later.